Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the Pubcast with Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go with the wall, a hurler stick in the shinty bowl, the brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. And this week we've got Michelle, Mike, and Chris joining me. Uh, we've been off for a little while, but we're finally back. And this week we go all over the place, but we do introduce a couple of new segments. One of them I'm going to keep secret. Uh, you'll hear it when you, we get to it. Uh, it hasn't been talked about before on a previous episode. Uh, the other one is one we have mentioned. It's called The Rage Cage. During this episode, we did not really introduce it, so I just uh, so I just shoehorned in an intro that I did uh, afterwards, and uh, we'll see how that works. We may change that later with something a little bit uh, more interesting. But this episode uh, is pretty short and sweet. We're trying to tighten these up a little bit, and hopefully we'll crank this one out. Uh, it's a little quicker, a little tighter than usual, and hopefully we'll get back to uh, doing this on a more regular basis. So listen up, and here we go. Hi, boys. How's it going, I'm Michelle? I'm already my third old. Going good, B. Yeah. Oh, am I too loud? No, you're fine. You're fine. Did you... Uh, I feel like I'm always loud in this microphone. No. Did, did you recover from, from Sunday? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't in too bad a shape on Sunday. No, yeah. Christopher, are you on? Who that? Me? I'm on. Uh, I am on. Yeah, these dummies all. How's Frankie's mama? Frankie mama. (laughs) Frankie's mama. Frankie's mama's always working, man. Always, always cooking for these dum dums. By the way, my my insults of people have gone back to the the roots. Like I call people dummy jerk. Everyone loves those, those names. Yeah, it's way better. It's way Dummy better. is the best ever. Dummy says it all. It does. Uh, 30 Rock revived Dummy for probably the next 25 years. I think you're right. Yeah. That was oh, some it has. Michael and I have been calling each other Dummy since 30 Rock came on. So, yeah. Dummy. <laughs> and Dick, things like that. He's a dick. People like that when you say things like that. Just can't use the R word anymore. Well, yeah. But one of my favorites that has gone out of style, but I'm trying to revive it, uh, is Fuckface. Fuckface I love. I like Fuckface. I actually still keep that one in the repertoire. I I have actually been called Fuckface by Michelle. Not too long ago. (laughs) I guarantee that's true. Probably two days ago. (laughs) Unlikely. Unlikely. Fuckface is good. Fuckhead is good. I like head at the end of things. Asshead, fuckhead, dickhead, shithead. Dickhead is good all the time. (laughs) My mother used to always have that problem where she could never think of the insult, so she she was always like stalling for time. Oh, God. She was always like, all right, you (sighs) jerk ball. Jerk ball. Jerk ball. Classic snatch. Jerk ball was a Soonash staple. Jerkball. Jerkball. Shades shades of the early 90s, Michelle. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Drinking doers on the rocks. 
What I remember about Sue Nash is she always seems slightly angry, but never at me. No, no, it was never at guys like ah. you and me, Russ. Like guys like us. She was probably mad at a meal, though. Slightly <laughs> angry, but never mean. Like, I probably go with that. Yeah, like when I come over, she was always very happy to see me, but angry at just about everyone else in the room for some unknown reason. Yeah, I do a pretty good impersonation of my mom, but you got to kind of see it because it's just her smoking and yeah, saying, I can picture it. I could picture it right now. And me walking in the room and her saying, Michelle, I'm reading the paper. <laughs> Michelle, clink, 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 clink. Uh, I'm reading the paper right now. Uh, maybe you could ask your teacher for some help. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the only time our parents ever mentioned a teacher, that situation. Yeah. I don't know. Ask your teacher, Michelle. I'm reading the paper. I'm That's reading awesome. the paper. What was, was it? Virginia Slim 120s? Oh. No, she was on the Vantage, Vantage 100s. Vantage 100s. With the, weird, with the weird filter in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vantage had the weird filter. Brutal. Good times. O'Neill? Yeah. Question for you. What are our topics for, for tonight's pod? Well... <laughs> We're going to keep it short and sweet because you've got a heart out, as they say, uh, Cross. So, Ruffalo, we're going to throw it to you. Uh, tell us about your love of Fritos and uh, <laughs> your little pinky. Okay, well, there's two <laughs> different things. They're rolled into one. This sounds like a conversation we need to invite Mayor Morris into. Well, I'll tell you, it's... It is one conversation based on our, our topic earlier today. Oh, indeed. Carry on. So the, the Frito, and by the way, let me just say that I don't buy Fritos very often. It's kind of like steak. I don't order steak very often because when I have it, I want it to be special. Fritos are special to oh, me. Oh, I had yes. no idea we were going to I might eat like out. two. Yeah, well, so it's a little nostalgic, but I might eat two steaks a year. I might bet, buy two bags of Fritos per year. Wow. But when I do buy them, it's going down. And um, Block was here over the weekend, you know, for the last four or five days. And yeah. we spied some uh, um, some chili cheese Fritos at the store. And instantly we knew we were buying those chili cheese Fritos. So the Frito in general, it, it's, you know, it has a utility to it. You can scoop things with it. Oh. You can put things in it to pick them up. You to can make them taste good. Yes. Oh, no, the chili because cheese. they're not good on it's their like, own. It's like, like a multi-tool. Let me interject here. The chili cheese Frito, and I'm in Ruff's category where I eat them like maybe three times a year. Right. But when I see them and I have that moment of clarity where I'm like, I got a house, a bag of, of Fritos, it's always the chili cheese, and it's always like those, you get that good warm, like down in the cockles. You get exactly. That feeling. <laughs> cockles. Like, right. Then you feel like shit afterwards, but you don't care. You do not care. And by the way, it was pointed out to me that I eat them like M&Ms. I put them in my hand and just shoot them in my mouth. And do you, like, do you uh, roll them around in your hand like dice? <laughs> I, I don't even know because I eat them so fast. Wait. From the time it gets to my hand and my mouth, it's so you, fast. You put them in your hand and eat them, like shoot them in one by one or just a whole handful, like scarf down in your mouth? Like whole handful. Yeah. Like, like Frito Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a I'm more of the one bag. at a time. Fascinating. I don't yeah, know what, if one of the... 
time makes more sense, Cross. Like that's how that it should be. Like an aristocrat or something. Yeah, <laughs> one at a time. Maybe I have white gloves on. Yeah, uh, I think that makes sense. But to, to my point on Facebook today, I, I do not see a lot of value in the last knuckle on your pinky anyway. Like, oh no. I use one of them to get like hard to reach boogers in my nose, and the other one doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> so, so the left one is going. Right, the left one's gone. Exactly, like Ronnie Watt, just take it off. It's gone. What about your golf clubs? I don't golf. Oh, there you go. Exactly. You know what, Michelle? That's the first thing I thought of is, is could I golf if I didn't have the pinky, the tip end of the pinky on my right hand? And I'm thinking I could. Oh, you'd figure it out. You'd uh, figure it out. Yeah, I think I. I think I wouldn't I think have much trouble. Forget about the whole the whole finger. Take it off. Uh, that would just make no, your, no, no, no. your ring finger that much stronger. Top knuckle. That's true. See, I dislocated my left your pinky in a, in a basketball game, and I have it on tape, and it's fantastic. But uh, so I can't even straighten my pinky in my left hand. I, I take the whole thing off. I could do without it. Let's go. It's useless to you. Yeah. Yeah. We need to see that footage, O'Neill. Uh. I can probably dig it up. I have it somewhere in the basement here. It's quite a thing. It's, it's, uh, yeah. All right. So great. speaking of Fritos and other junk food delicacies, Uh-oh. this made me think of hangover. What's your, what's your go-to hangover cure? I know what's changed over the years. Mine has always been the same. It's always been the same. It's a ham and cheddar omelet with a mess of hash browns, bacon, and a big Diet Coke from McDonald's. Oh, my God. Zorba's. 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 Oh, Zorba's. Zorba's in Zorba's. normal Illinois was this absolute fucking shithole. I've been there, actually. And it's, yeah. it's long gone now. It's been gone for 20 plus years. But it was such a dump. And everybody would be there on Saturday and Sunday morning, you know, it off. was really the place to be. I mean, you talk about see and be seen. Zorba's was it. Because you could oh, yeah. tell where everyone was the night before based on what they looked like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was, like, it was kind of a, a stop on the way home from the walk of shame. Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, you're staring down 10.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning and, uh, you know, Katie barred the door in there. It was wall-to-wall people. The rest was, stop on the walk of shame. Yeah, it was a little detour because you're not going to oh wake it all the God. way home without feeding that gullet something. Yeah, the, I'm, the I'm first gonna, thing I thought of was hash browns, so yeah, that makes sense. I think I'm going to go with uh, uh, cross, and it's basically brunch or, or breakfast: scrambled eggs, bacon or sausage, and toast, uh, and I don't know, a big diet coke or something to revive me a little bit. But I don't need the, I don't need Fritos or combos or whatever whatever other salty crunchy bullshit i, I need grease and carbs the next well day. i don't need fritos when i'm when i'm hungover yeah. no neither do i yeah no well that's interesting i uh i always would go for the grease you know when i was a young yeah. when he when i was a young lady you know <laughs> oftentimes it would be whatever i had at hand could be mcdonald's could be you know diner uh, but I, I the have diner grill now downtown. that, uh, yeah, that, well, that, that, I, I probably, no, that would be, I might, while I was still hammered, Greasy I would not go there Yeah. Uh, for the hangover. No. Um, but yeah, I discovered the Coke Slurpee and it's a life changer. 
it's a real okay. life changer. Is it a regular Coke Slurpee or a Diet Coke Slurpee? <laughs> they don't make Diet Coke Slurpees. There's only regular Coke Slurpees. I don't think I've had Nobody should drink Diet Coke anything for that yeah. matter. I don't think Agreed. I've had a Slurpee since I was 12. Well, I hadn't had a Slurpee probably in the same time period, and I don't even know what, how or when I had one, but I was very, very sick and nauseous at one point, and that was the I don't know, Joel got one for me, and I was like, this is a miracle. <laughs> and from then on, it's the only, it like settles my stomach. And then um, I don't, you know, I, clearly I, I'm not hungover like I might have been in my 20s. But, you know, after you do have those days where you're, you're, you're running out of steam at noon, 2 o'clock, because you've been up since 6 in the morning. I find specific. that a nice salt lick, like a bag of Cheetos and a sugar run with caffeine in the wow. – and the Slurpee really does the trick. I'm gonna, next time you're hungover, call me and I will bring Will Crossover and we will get you a Slurpee because he is like the Slurpee king. Yeah. Of yeah. Mixing and matching Mountain Dew Slurpee with Coke Slurpee. Yeah. See, I, I go cherry and Coke. I go I go um, 40, 60. <laughs> and the only thing that bothers me about a Slurpee, and there's only one thing, is that stupid straw with the scoop on the end that you don't uh, fucking yeah. need. You don't need it. It is useless. Agreed. It's, it's maddening. You get to the bottom, you're like, what the fuck is the end of this thing? Yeah, I don't even drink pop anymore, but I'll I'll take a, slur- a Slurpee from time to time. Now, do you guys all, I know you guys know this, but you know my brother has a specific hangover cure as well, which are nacho cheese combos. Nacho cheese combos. That's ludicrous. And yeah. uh, Sprite. Cheese is your hunger away. That's Robert's go-to. You always know if you're in the car and He's got to stop at the gas station. That means he's feeling a little lightheaded. <laughs> if he walks out with some nacho cheese, pretzel combos, but, and a Sprite. I do I'm, like that. So I'm wondering if the combo is, is a function of the road trip or is it a function of the hangover? Because I think you only buy combos in a car, usually on the way to somewhere you wouldn't normally go. It's never like, going to the jewels saying, mm-hmm. I, I got to get Combos, I'm going to the jewels. Yeah, no, true. no one's true. buying combos at, at a grocery store. Come on. That's I think Robert's um, purchase is usually more on the emergency basis. So you're <laughs> you're going to a 7-Eleven slash BPM. Or he's on the you're way to the wedding. And he's the yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I would say the combo is got to be the number one gas station only snack. <laughs> on the planet right like i don't think oh I no i think that's beef jerky. that's the only place people ever buy uh, eat beef jerky oh, is if they're on a road i trip. hate to shit on your point michelle no. we we buy and eat beef jerky sadly, I, sadly I disagree on that yeah, yeah. sorry you never see people at jewel buying combo you see them buy them jack links all the time man. exactly <laughs> that's disgusting wow, not jack links like real beef jerky like better beef jerky. You know, I have to say slapped, I blame my uh, two-year skull, my skull habit. I blame it on combos because I went to get combos when I was drunk, actually, or hungover, and I saw a tin of uh, skull. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that. I because of the combos, I actually did for two years. When you're hungover is when you decide to try that? Right. Yeah, believe it or not. On the chewing trail. You know, to this day, I miss it. I talk about it all the time. I've not did Dipped in twenty some years, but almost once a day, I'm like, boy, I would really like a dip right about now. Really? Oh, I haven't had a dip. In, yes, I haven't had a dip in over a year or about a year, and 
Yeah. A year, right? Yeah. I yeah. can't. Like once in a while, you're like, you just get in that mode of, wow. Man, I it's a great, great buzz. People don't realize that people that didn't do it very much, I got a buzz for two years straight off that stuff. And it's been 20 years, but like we were we went on a walk the other day. And I, I told Blanca, I'm like, man, I wish I had a dip in right now. <laughs> Perfect wow. time for a dip. Yeah. All right, O'Neal. I can't think of anything more gross. Uh, yeah, we should talk ironing sheets right about now. <laughs> What's that? Ironing, ironing sheets. Step into the rage cage. Rage cage. Oh, for God. Oh, God damn it. And... But Let's be clear. We're talking about ironing sheets. I will take you down on this point, and I just ironed some yeah. today, so suck Michelle, it. Michelle, this is beyond ridiculous. It's like wiping your ass before you take a shit. It's right. the same thing. Nope. <laughs> no. It's like folding your it's underwear. Ridiculous. It's like ironing your underwear. Yeah, there you go. Ironing your underwear. Yeah, I would agree. No, it isn't. Sheets yeah. are not underwear. They are not only functional, but they're also decorative. The fitted no, sheet is the underwear of the bed. They're underneath a blanket. They're underneath a blanket. I mean, if that were the case, then there'd be no need for lingerie. If it's simply a matter of utilitarian use. Well, that's well. Now we're now we're veering off. That's not true. Yeah, that becomes something else. No, right. my point is, if you say. Oh, I think your sheet is ridiculous because you're just going to sleep in them anyway. Well, you know, why do anything if you're just going to whatever? But that's a false equivalency, right? I mean, there's a function to lingerie. (laughs) There is. It's ornamental. It's It's aesthetic. It's sleeping. Um, Yeah. There's no function to ironing sheets. No. It's ornamental. It's aesthetic. It's pleasing. But they're covered. But as soon as you put no, them on the bed, aren't. or as soon as you sleep on them, they're going to get like mm. wrinkled, right? I'm not. I'm not going back, with, back and forth with you guys oh on this. Oh my god! I wish you would have said. What well, you it's to only say. been this year that I've utilized the top sheet. Like I've just learned that that I actually has a use. I my best life with crisp sheets in a beautiful setting. <laughs> heavenly sleep. <laughs> you living your best life, Michelle. Living my yes, best I'm life. Like- Come on, Mike, sing it for us. Oh, I can't on tape, but I do love that song. (laughs) I think I'm going to play that song during this uh, podcast. That's going to be our our, our song. You you achieve in my life. Number number two on the Billboard charts this week. Are you serious? Number two. What is? Living your best life. So, Ralph, you haven't been involved in this conversation so (laughs) a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was at a buddy of mine's house, and he puts this song on. It's by a, by a guy from Little Lil Duval. Wow! And it Get is ready, it, it's Lil Duval, Ball <clears throat> Greasy, and Snoop Dogg. It's the fucking worst thing ever. It's the worst yeah, thing you've ever heard. But it's it's, it's got to be because it's by somebody with Lil before yeah. his name. It's so the worst, I, but it is also the best. Funny right now, it is it is it's so awful that it and it's so catchy. Yeah. yeah. That that yeah. the first time I played it a couple weeks ago and Michelle heard it, she actually, I think that's when you call me fuckface. <laughs> and by the end of that, that weekend, Michelle was all in on living her best life. Oh. It's so cool. Amazing. I, I still am. I'm still, living, she's still living her best life. If I'm breathing, 
I'm achieving. You're achieving. If you breathe in, you achieve it. Smile, oh bitch. Smile, bitch. Come Smile, on. bitch. Smile, bitch. <laughs> oh, God. You got a lot to be grateful for. No, you got to. No, Michelle, you got to. So what the fuck you be? What the fuck you be wilding for? You got a lot to be smiling for. So what yeah, the wilding. You, you wilding? got a lot to be grateful for. No, you got a lot to be smiling for. Oh, you got a lot to be smiling for. Wilding for. So what the fuck you wilding for? So what the fuck you be wilding for? <laughs> My, the lyrics are just absolute masterpiece. Of, of well, if, you put, if you go out in your your uh, your Tony little Carolina home on the front porch, <laughs> you bring the boombox out. You'll be arrested in five minutes. Your whole neighborhood, your whole neighborhood will move right after you're arrested. Right. You know, I, I may just do that. <laughs> I'll send you a hot link. You can, uh, you can jump How are you getting along with the neighbors, Ruffy? That's what I, I wanted to talk about. Ever, ever since I installed the window film over my front door and my side door in my laundry room window, I'm good. I need to hear all about this. Explain walk, that to me, sir. Walk me through this. What's that? Explain that to me, sir. Yeah. What? What? Why did you need to do it? Oh. What is it? And what has happened since you've done it? First of well, all, I definitely didn't need to do it, so that, no, there's no, that. No. Uh, you definitely needed to do it, and we all should do it on every window of every house. Let's do it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, I just got tired of people walking by and like, like looking in to see what, what I'm doing or like you know if I'm home or not. No, and neighbors. just last time, some mouth breather, you know, shuffled by and I saw it. And I'm like, fucking, a, I'm going to Michael's. You heard that right. Okay, so is this just people wa- innocently walking on the sidewalk, glancing in your direction? There's, there's, there's no innocence. There's no innocence, and it's not in your window. It's not. Hey, inno- it's not innocent at all. Let's rewind back to you going to Michael's. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what the? Fuck? We'll get to that. I want to know why people are peeping in your windows. It just, it, it's because it's one of those neighborhoods where I live in a bunch, like a fucking Cialis commercial. Like everybody's got nothing to do <laughs> except sit in the bathtub on their porch. Do you live in a retirement community? I I pretty much do. Absolutely, Michelle. Like this is it's like my parents' neighborhood. Only they're not Italian, (laughs) and so therefore it's the opposite. Like Italians, it's like a sin to leave your garage open. Whereas here, people like hang out in their garage. That's an Irish thing. It's a it's a a Medigan Medigan thing, as my grandma used to say. American. Yeah. Fuck that. Medigan. Well, my yeah, neighbors I just are can't so deal far with away that uh, we don't have that problem. But if we did, I would I would board up my windows in a second. I don't need that. Oh, uh, the worst part is, and this happens to me daily. I go for a walk. I go like on a, I don't know, four mile walk, like two miles into town and back, and I'll go blocks out of the way to not have to talk to one of my neighbors. Yes. Like if I see them coming, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going further. You're adding that extra mile. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have 20 minutes to sit and talk about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Michael and I both live in houses that are essentially on the lot line, more or less. Same here. Are right next to our neighbors. That's exactly what I've got. It's a terrible decision I made. Yeah. Well, let, let, I, I'm regretting it. Let's recap because Ruff literally just said – he will walk a mile out of his way <laughs> to avoid a conversation, which is fantastic. I am. I. This is my favorite thing I've said so far. <laughs> it's it's very true. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm if I see someone that looks like one of my neighbors, I'll go a mile out of the way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Serious. I like most of my neighbors. And I like them fine. I like to wave to them as I'm walking into the house. Yeah. I agree. That's it. And it's the south. So everybody's wanna, nosy. Do, do they want to know all your business, Russ? Ab- absolutely. Like all of it. Are they Is start- it a southern thing? Yeah. It's a southern thing. It, there's it's nobody, but there's nobody from North Carolina. No, there, there's a bunch, but you're right. There's not that many here. So they. So let me explain. So the people that moved to North Carolina, and I live in near Davidson, near the college. So it's North Charlotte. They think of Carolina as like in the fucking uh, bridges of Madison County or something. They're yeah. so happy to be in this lovely South where everybody likes each other. But the fact is, nobody likes each other. Yeah, they all hate no. each other. They all hate each other. Exactly. And, and so I've realized this. I never hated people until I left Chicago. That's when I started hating people. Why? Because the people in the Midwest in general, you, and the Midwest is a big area. When I go back to any of those places, I feel normal. Like, look at that. That person hates me normally. They like me normally. They talk to you. Like, it's all good. That's Here, you don't episode. know what the fuck you're dealing with. It's like fake reality. It's like a, it's like the town in, Bo- in Blazing Saddles. You just blow it and the sales go no, down. It's the Truman Show. It's the Truman you Show. Find, exactly. You find that people are just dim or are they disingenuous or are they just fake or? They're not dim. It's, it's more, it's, it's fake and just nosy. Yeah, okay. fake and nosy. Yeah. I don't like nosy. Yep. Sucks. I hate nosy. That nosy makes me angry, and, and that usually gets a bad response to whatever the question is that they ask me. Right. That's well, when the go comes out. Can you make a distinction between nosy and because I, I I I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that Brendan, I don't know, you can make this distinction yeah. between nosy and just normal conversation because I think Brendan thinks everything's nosy. No, well, Brendan thinks everything's nosy. I'm a better arbiter of this. Yes. Up as too short of short of a temper. So I can pro- I can I can do do the small talk with the neighbors, but there's a fine line when you get to that point where you feel like you're being pumped for information or they're trying to dig too deep. And I'll roll with it a little bit. Or I'm guessing O'Neill, first of all, wouldn't even be in the conversation. No, he stop it before it starts. The difference is, is at that point, they're yeah. they're oblivious or unaware or don't care that. You clearly don't want to have this conversation, but they're going to keep pr- pushing on no matter what and make it longer Absolutely. and longer when you want to get on your way and finish your walk or whatever. And they're just – they've got to get their shit and just spew it out of their mouth no matter what you want to do. And they're going to do it, and you're going to listen to it. And it's it's rude. You, you want me it's, to give me an example? Guys? It's rudeness disguised as politeness. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's not even politeness at all. It's just fucking rudeness. Right. So here, here's one. Um the girls are here, you know, they're, they're with me on the weekend. I dropped them off. Uh, a couple of days later, I'm out and about. And I, I happen to not see someone and don't walk the mile out of the way. And here I am having this conversation. And it's, hey, I saw the girls. I saw the girls this weekend. Yeah. I say, yep. Yeah. So, see you. And, and they say, it's really nice that you spend some time with them. And I say, well, I'm their father. So spending right. time with them is something I regularly do, naturally, right? And then they say, I bet it really hurts you when you have to drop them off. Oh, see. Who the fuck would say that to somebody? 
That's what I'm talking about. And I look at them like I want to shoot them right between the eyes, basically. Wait, what was that that he said? W- which part? When you go, who the fuck would say that to somebody? Oh, I, I, I bet it really, I bet it really hurts you when you have to drop them off. Oh, God. Yeah. See, I think you should be applauded for not throwing a punch. I agree. <laughs> I mean, well, come that's on. just a stupid idiot. But those are the right. type of things. It's like something to get a reaction or to get – it's like a nosy – it's something you would never say to somebody. Something we learn in the Midwest without it being told to us is we don't ask a question about something that someone doesn't bring up. It's like etiquette. Yeah. Right? Like – I don't if think someone's that's to the Midwest, but they're, yes, they're yeah, it's common, right? It's common sense. They're like trying people to will talk about the situation. things that they want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan. No I amen. think that could also be someone's trying to like. It's a way of relating or almost forcing a bonding situation. You know what I mean? Like, oh god, that must really. I don't know. I think they're trying yeah. to. I'll, I'll give you like. I'll give you another example. Why don't you come hang out with us? We feel like you don't like hanging out with us. That's a loaded question, isn't it? Oh, my yeah, God. And, of course, what do I say? Well, it's because I really don't like hanging out with you. And I laugh, and they laugh, and I, I walk inside. But <laughs> like, don't oh, ask Ruffy. that stupid question. You're not going to make me feel guilty for not wasting my time and hanging out with you. If I, if I want to hang out with you, I surely will be there. Oh, rough. You and I have to be neighbors. This is so great. Now you understand why I fogged up my windows, right? I love it. <laughs> this is Sorry, so O'Neal. fantastic. All right. So I've got something that uh, we've discussed sort of offline. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody on this call. but uh, So I want to throw this out to you guys, and I think this could be a recurring thing depending on how this goes. Uh, recasting old movies. Like uh, uh, it's – like a recasting debate, and so I'm calling it recasterbate. So, okay. yeah. Go. So the one that I we had that brought up, name. <laughs> the one we had brought up originally was. Can I, ask, can, I have, can I ask a question? Yeah. Can I can I throw a question out there? Bring it on. Are we talking about like taking like a movie like a streetcar named Desire and Not putting that actors old. in it from today? Are we, we talking? Well, whatever. Are, are we talking about like remaking a movie with new actors? How about you shut up and let me explain it? Yeah, what about that you don't understand? Yeah. Just like that. God damn you. So, for example, the one that we had talked about was Romancing the Stone. I'm romancing the stone. Never leaving your poor heart alone. Every night and every day. Long in love and hurting away. I'm romancing the stone. I know it's a random movie. Oh, yeah. but it, it was on TV or something and it came up. And so I was trying to figure out who was going to, who could play that right now and make it work and be a good movie. So the Joan, the Joan Wilder. Okay, did, you say romancing, did you say romancing the stone or romancing the bone? Cause those are <laughs> two different movies. <laughs> well, I would not. By the way, I thought recaster bait is when you select a different porn slide <clears throat> to watch. Like you keep skipping through. <laughs> Either either way, Ron Jeremy needs to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would recast "Romancing the Bone," Mike? That's a, that's a perfectly done classic. Perfectly cast the first time. <laughs> I mean, 
Peter Nord. Mess up a classic. Peter Nord. Peter Nord. <laughs> All right. So. Oh shit! That was amazing. Uh, the Joan okay, Wilder character. So, I'm, laying on me. I'm waiting Lay for on me Mike to shut his fucking trap. All right. I've been talking. Oh, good lord. That was wrong. Shut it. Sorry. Uh, so the Joan Wilder character is Kathleen Turner. And I thought a perfect version of that now might be Jennifer Lawrence or it might be Brie Larson. Yeah. They could hit that. I think that, Emma right? Stone could do it, too. Emma Stone could do it, but she's not voluptuous. She's not likable I didn't enough. know you had to be. <laughs> well, neither was Kathleen Turner. No, she was not likable. You're right. I think Emma Stone's very likable. Yeah, um, I don't know. But she doesn't have an edge to her. Like Kathleen Turner had right. an edge. That's, that's kind of what I was going yeah, with. Uh, someone on the edge. I would say Jennifer Lawrence. You know who could pull it off is Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson was what mm, I was. Thinking. I think J Law's better choice. No, I think I think because of the blonde thing. You know, I don't know. I I. All right. I go Kate Hudson. Name a name a good movie besides Almost Famous that Kate Hudson's been in. I don't know. I don't know what movie she's been in. Doesn't matter and not germane to this conversation. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. Tell me. So the Jack Colton <laughs> character is Michael Douglas. I think that's an anybody easy. But, how about anybody but Michael Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling. There no. Go. Well, yeah. Stone and Ryan Gosling. Uh, Bradley Cooper, I think, is a natural one, right? Bradley right there. Cooper. He fits that. Bradley Cooper would be. Yeah. I'm not I don't know that about guy. that. Yeah. Really? I thought that was an easy one. If you really want to shake it up, how about Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> no. No. I, I, no. I would love to see somebody pitch that to Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Here's what we're doing. We're doing a remake of Romancing the Stone. We it's like lobbing a grenade into a room. That would, that would be hilarious. I that guy would get in about three seconds? Oh, my God. But he, he would have like to play the Kathleen Turner steroids. role. And, and, and that would make it interesting. Be method about it. I mean, Bradley yeah, Cooper so. is natural because if you're going to pick J. Law, they've done like 20 movies together, so they're like a good chemistry couple. Oh yeah. I, I don't. I don't like Jennifer Lawrence in that one though. I really don't. I love her, but I don't. I don't like her in that one. I thought those were layups. But I feel okay. like we're missing somebody. So. All right. The third one. The, the third the main character. character. Yeah, the third main character is Ralph. I'll play Danny. apparently Danny DeVito. So I, I thought there were two people who could do that one, either one, and that'd be Jack Black right. or Peter Dinklage. Just because he's small. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking Jack Black the whole time, B. Yeah, Jack I was thinking Jack call. Black too, too, but I mean, I would go with Peter Dinklage just to mix it up a little bit. I know. I have a problem. I have a big problem with midgets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, said the giant. I'm what telling you, I'm the shack of the midget community. Hey, what about ScarJo for uh, the Joan Wilder character? Great pick. That might work, although I feel like she's she's in too many movies. I'm, we need to knock her down a peg and, and, and tell her no. She's got that raspy voice, too. About, That's a good choice. About, That's true. What about That's true. those for those of us? I haven't seen a movie in like 10 years. Yeah, well, that's your so, problem. By the way, would you like a movie recommendation? Yes. I would love one, but I won't watch it. No, you'll watch this one. Have you guys heard of the movie Three Identical Strangers? 
I have not. No. It's a documentary. I won't tell you anything else. I won't waste time on the podcast, but look it up. All three of you would, will absolutely love it. It's a documentary out of this world. About it, Rob. it looks good. Yes. It's, mm. play, it's playing at the Glen Art Theater right now. You, you will you will like it. <clears throat> you you it's very uh, thought provoking. This is a new movie. Okay, so Michelle, it's playing at the Glen Art. There you go. In Glen by my house. Yeah. Oh, is that what they call it the Glen Art? I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Cool. Maybe I'll walk over there tomorrow. It's on Crescent. All right. Hey. Move on. I, I've got I got one more because I, I just brought this up earlier, uh, and I haven't filled this one, but you guys might like this, especially I think Ruff would like this. Uh, recasting or recaster bait, Raising Arizona. Turn to the right! The first time I met Ed was in the county lockup in Tempe, Arizona. You're a flower, you are. A day I'll never forget. I do. You bet I do. Okay, then. <laughs> My lawless years were behind me. Our child-rearing years lay ahead. But <laughs> biology conspired to keep us childless. You go right back up there and get me a toddler. I need a baby hide. I got more than I can handle. At the time, Ed's little plan seemed like the solution to all our problems. And the answer to all our prayers. He's beautiful. What are you kidding? We got us a family here. Ooh. Oh. Oh, my God. So, oh yeah, but you could because I want to kill Hunter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, that. But that's the. Here's the problem, and Brendan threw this out there as a curve because that's the only movie she's been in where she was perfectly cast. It's her autobiography, it's right? It's true. Yeah, it's autobiographical. I know. So first of all, you've got H.I. McDonough, Nicholas Cage. I thought maybe that could be a. for you, huh? Maybe that could be a Giovanni Ribisi. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who could do that. I think he's an overact, Giovanni Ribisi. He might be. I think you're right. Although in, in that yeah. part, that part's all overacting, really, right? Yeah, I mean, the real. I mean, get into those. No, he's up. not kooky enough. Yeah, maybe. He, I, I thought he played himself in Lost in Translation. I don't think he was acting in that. What about the guy who played? Uh, who's this? The superhero guy now. He might be able to. What? No, he's not zany enough. What? Who's oh, that? Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. No. No. No, probably not a fit for that. No way. Now, let me let me think about this. I know. This, this can be done. This is a tough one. So let's move yeah. on to Edwina. Wait, what? Mike? I know. I'm keeping quiet. No, I, was, I thought you said something, so... No, no, I said we're moving on no, no. from that. No, move on to the next character. Uh, Ed- oh, okay. Edwina McDonough, Holly Hunter. Uh, I think uh, an easy one would be Amy Adams, maybe. Definitely. Yeah, I would say definitely there. Or uh, you could even throw, um, God. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, either way. Those two are kind of interchangeable Oh, sometimes. that's good. That's Chastain was so she was so good in the help. So good in that. that yeah, she, she was. She could definitely do that. She was good in uh, Molly's game. Did you see that? She was awesome in that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You guys see someone like not a big huge star though. Someone yeah. that's like kind of second tier. What about throwing a curve at it at, and someone who's a 
can be zany is Salma Hayek. Who's it would too old? Change, it would change the myth. Fools Rush In, classic movie. Classic. We're, in, we're, we're operating in suspended reality. Fools yeah. Rush In is a classic <laughs> movie. Oh, yeah. That, that is a classic okay. movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. All right. Good. Great. In Salma Hayek, which, which three of the four of us do, that was that was her godfather right there. Oh my it was God. her godfather. Okay. Was her... Uh, um, how about Michelle Williams as a dark horse? Hey, like that. I like that. That's Ooh. all right. I'm not a huge no. fan of hers. It's all right. Oh, she, to me, oh. she's she's one of the top three actresses out there today working. Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's a very good actress. She's not zany though. I don't know. We haven't asked her to be. <laughs> I love oh the word God. zany. She's not zany. <laughs> now, okay, so the Madcap now we come to the real star of the movie, which is uh, Leonard Smalls, played by Randall Tex Cobb. Uh, to me, yeah. this could be maybe uh, John C. Riley. Oh, for John sure, Riley, John C. Riley, or The Rock, one or the oh other. Oh my God, John C. Riley wants to kill himself if he ever hears you say. It's between John C. Riley and The Rock. <laughs> hey, John C. Riley's a Market Park kid, by the way. Yeah. John C. Riley is a brilliant well, actor. Side represent. The Rock is The Rock. Hey, um, and, uh, the Rock is The Rock. In break, breaking news, folks, uh, Andrew Gillum makes history as Democratic nominee for governor of Florida. First wow. black man to do that. Wow, there's a black guy in Florida? I know, right? <laughs> That's few, awesome. That's but he's the first. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's big. I I, I want to. Okay. What about the the uh, John Goodman character? Yeah. So the rest of them, I didn't have anybody for. I think John John Goodman. I don't know who, who who's going to play that. What do you think about um, casting? You know, someone John young. John Goodman. I'm thinking of. Um, Oh Jesus! I can't think of his name. Mike you Cross. know the kid. Uh, uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, thank you, Ooh. Jonah Hill. You know the guy. That so we, not play, um, we could play password together. We could play. Uh, <laughs> the clue is John Goodman. I'm thinking of a guy younger than John Goodman. The kid, uh, jo- Jonah Hill. Nailed it. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking. Jonah. Could work. This is a tough assignment. I feel like you should have given us some lead. Time I know. Here. This is well. This high is a pressure. La- it was a last second yeah. thing. So. By the way, I've got a suggestion for H.I. McDonough. Oh, bring it on. Good. Go for it. And I think you would have laughed at me like say ten years ago, but now I think you guys might agree with me. How about Brad Pitt? Oh shit. Yeah. I think you got it. He's, pro- he's proven that he can pull it off. I think. You got I think it. you're right about. Did you ever see California? California is the perfect example. He can play nuts. No, no, it's that burn before reading. Yes, that's what I was just thinking yep. of. Burn after reading. Yeah. Yeah, after reading. Sorry. Yes. And also, um, Inglorious Bastards. He pulled it off. Totally. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I think you're Bastards right about was on that. last night. Right. Or in Twelve Monkeys, he's wacky like that yeah. too. But he's too old compared to right. Jonah Hill. Right. I caught the, the last. Girl, I want to see somebody like. You know, somebody that's not like Kristen Wiig. 
yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I like that one too. She would be awesome at that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Kristen Wiig and a, and a CGI de-aged Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yes. Or Kristen Wiig or even, um, oh, for God's sakes, the woman that's married to Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, yeah. Um, Julianne Moore? No, wait, who's married to I don't know who that is. You know, Saturday Night Live. Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Oh. Wait a minute. What about Wanda Sykes? Oh, God. She deserves it. Don't even get me started on her. Uh, yes. <laughs> she could be the kooky character. She's terrible. The earth should swallow her up. Nice. The end of that. I like that we tapped a vein of hatred in one of you guys. Fantastic. Uh, it was Holly Hunter last time for me. Yeah. We're still missing the Goodman character. Well, Jonah Hill, he's not gruff enough, though, right? He's got to be someone who's believable as a... What about Seth Rogen? I know. That's Joe... a better choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Might be. That's quite a cast right there. I like that. All right. Well, let's move on because uh, I want to get the the, uh, the much-anticipated how much are they worth game in before uh, Mike has to go. Okay. Not worth him. Yes. I was waiting for that. And now, let's play the how much are they worth game. All right. So... This one is based on this movie that is getting, or the, the theme is based on this movie that's getting all this attention that I know nothing about and uh, I probably will never see. And it's called Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy oh. Rich Asians. I, I know nothing. There's a story on this movie. Everyone's talking about it and I have no interest. I have no idea what it is. First of all, it's I don't just know a what it is. Standard issue romantic comedy. But I don't know what the the title but is. But it's novel because it's an all Asian cast and it's an Asian, you know. Is it uh, a story? Is it Asians who are crazy rich, or is it rich Asians yeah. who are crazy? <laughs> oh, for God's sakes! I don't know what <laughs> it what's, is. what's the difference. What's the difference? It's uh, Cinderella with an Asian cast. Oh, is, I had no idea. I had no idea what it was. You know, very hey, rich. It's pretty woman. It's, you know, any kind of romantic comedy it. where got it. the poor girl wants to marry the rich boy and a mother-in-law doesn't like her and all the odds are stacked against them. And Fucking Romeo and Juliet. Blah, blah, blah. But it happens to have an Asian cast. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, so if we ever have Blanca Ruffalo as a as a cameo on this podcast, you should just have the topic Asians and just ask her questions. Oh my god! <laughs> it's an hour long. We don't have to do anything but just ask her questions about Ruff, the topic. Mark it we down. We are doing that. Okay, I'm telling you, she'll be delighted to participate in that. Offsetting back American Asian American relations fifty years, right? I want to do a podcast where we uh, uh, bring in a couple of the ladies, uh, and that is Blanca and Rachel Nash, because yes, the discussion with Rachel uh, at your place, Michelle, on Sunday, she is an uh -huh. untapped resource of surprise <laughs> information that I had no idea. She, there's a lot of digging that has to go on with Rachel. I, I it's fantastic. I love it. We gotta do yeah, Rachel's got some definite opinion. Can you, can, I like can you give a teaser on that at all? 
Uh, Raw for uh, yeah. Or is that like? Oh, uh, with Blanca, yeah. I, I want to hear what. No, no, with Rachel. What? Uh, what's the untapped? Oh well, information. For example, like she won't. She won't watch some kind of movie with Rob, but she loves with a fervor. Uh, all sorts of alien versus predator movies. Wow. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, Rachel will surprise you. I know. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Then you find out she's not. Uh, She keeps you guessing. I love it. it, it, I laughed pretty hard on Sunday when I found that out. I pour pour my new new glass. She also has an irrational love of Kevin Hart. Oh, oh God damn it. that that's worthy of some discussion. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's worthy of a lot of discussion. That's yeah. like, that's, yeah. a whole pod, that's a whole pod conversation. We need a deep dive on well, Kevin Hart. I'm troubled by that. <laughs> All right. Let's move on uh, Cross, You got 15 minutes. So let's go. Uh, so crazy. you rich Asians. So the first yes, one. Crazy rich yeah, the first one is someone called Aquafina. Uh, she was oh, a, I know who that is. She's apparently a rapper or a comedian or something. I don't know what she is, but she was in that movie. Um, uh, uh, Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eight, right? So, any idea <laughs> what she might be worth? I I don't even know who this is. I don't either. I don't either. So we're okay. we're just guessing. So- Net worth. Seven million dollars. I'm gonna say four million dollars. What's her name again? Aquafina. Uh, uh, Aquafina Jesus spelled Christ. in the rap way, if that makes it any sense. All right, I'm, I'm going. I'd begrudgingly offer six million dollars. If she's worth that, I'm pissed off. I hope I'm wrong. I'll say three. I don't know. Uh, okay, Aquafina. We got three, four, six, seven. Okay, Aquafina is an American rapper, comedian, actress, and television personality, supposedly, uh, with a net worth of, oops, someone hit it on the head, $4 million. Superman. I believe that was Mike, right? Super cross. You Nicely best, done. Nicely best, done. Best gas ever. Nice. I've never even heard. I know. Uh, okay, next we have... Uh, Young Miss uh, Lucy Liu. Oh, I love Lucy Liu. Yeah. Mm, She's good. Uh, She's got to have some pain. Oh. I've got my number. I got a number. Uh, I I will say. I got a number. Nine million. Michelle, what did you say? Nine million? Michelle's got nine. Twenty million. Oh fuck you! I said twenty-one. I had twenty-one. Believe it or not, I'm not joking. Twenty-one was my number. You said it quick enough. I'll believe you. Good enough. Uh, Lucy Liu has a net worth of sixteen million. Wow. Uh, so Mike wins again. Damn, three nothing. You bitch. By the way, her um, her Kill Bill scene where she chops the guy's head off when she's standing on the table. Great. Fucking amazing. Fine moment. And there's also another fine moment in Ally McBeal where she did this, I don't know what, with her hair. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. 
That's right. She was an Allie McBeal. That was entertaining. To that was amazing. She, yeah. Anyway. That show was crazy. It was crazy. You never see it in reruns. No, you don't. It almost disappeared. It's worthy of a rerun. Like Cameron probably got it on VHS. We're gonna have to hit hit him up for that. VHS. Good lord. Some old, going. old man Schroeder with his first VHS season. Ocarista was kind of hot, and then she stopped eating and started yeah. banging Harrison Ford. And that was the end of that. Yeah, I think I have. I think I have. Uh, never hot. That chick has never been hot. No, she was kind of hot. No. Yeah, she was. She I was. Never down on that. She looked like a hot bug, like an insect that was hot. <laughs> hot okay, bug. There you go. <laughs> I think on one one videotape on one videotape i have three episodes of ally mcbeal and romancing the bone <laughs> i'll share it with the crowd i hope romancing the bone is like in the middle bookended by ally mcbeal <laughs> Good. Good oh shit all right uh next on the list jackie chan oh, oh he's oh, like 10 my. billion that guy's worth a ton I'm telling you right now. I'm going to say $110 million. Holy shit. Oh, I hope you're wrong. I said 50. Oh, I'm, go- I'm going with $43 million. I had him at 100 Oh, my God. All right. Jacqueline. He's like the biggest. Chan. Oh, oh. What, uh, let's just say we are all uh, significantly off. Oh, uh, no. Jackie Chan. Has a net worth of three hundred and seventy million. Oh my God! So I said one hundred and ten. Is this like you win? Right? You win. I win. You were only off by two hundred and sixty million. I can't. I know, but still, I knew you win. I'm stunned. He like has made million. I mean, he's made you know all the movies we know. And I think and he, he owns a like lot of those movies. I think he he owns a yeah. lot of the 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 stunt. But he's like a Roger Corman, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. where he makes all these other movies yeah. in other countries. In distribu- distribution, I think he's involved in all kinds of shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's involved in all kinds of stuff except for making decent movies. Yes. He made a like, a lot of good ones in the. 80s and 90s. Made exactly zero good ones. Oh, I beg the difference. <laughs> I agree. Uh, there are some fantastic, <laughs> ridiculous kung fu movies that you haven't seen. They're awesome. Uh, okay, yep. the guy. I have not seen it. The, not gonna. The guy from The Hangover, Ken Jeong. Oh, genius. Oh, I love that guy. I love, love that guy. Love him. Love him. Now let's remember that he, um, he is and was a doctor. I don't know if that matters or not. I'm doubting that. Um, he has a TV show, so that's something. Oh. I'm going to say $7 million. Shit. I said 15 That's probably high. That's probably high. I've got $18 million for him. I got, oh. I got 12 12 Damn. is a good guess. Ooh. It's a total guess. We're close. Ken Jeong's net worth is fourteen million. Wow. I take that one. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys seen the movie Couples Retreat? Uh, yes. Bits and pieces. My wife loves that movie. She thinks it's the funniest movie ever, and he's great in that movie too. By the way. 
he's great, great in everything. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that's the funniest movie ever, but I did find it mildly amusing. She loves it. I thought it was great too, but she 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 like quotes it. It's well, pretty. His, I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty good. His work in The Hangover is worthy of fifteen million in my book. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> he should have made twelve million for jumping out of the trunk naked. That was <laughs> that was that was, that was so good. Unbelievable. Cinematic genius moment. All right, and the last guy on the list is uh, young Mr. George Takei. Oh, God, is he still kicking it? Oh, he's kicking. He's hitting it. I like dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I will say 35. Hi, man. 35 million. 15. I think I'm too high. Yeah, I, I think he made a shitload off of the syndication of Star Trek, but he also probably blew his money because he was insane for a portion of his life. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go with $11 million. Rational. Oh. I'll go with 12 Oh, you price is right, whore. Yeah. I fucking, did right, whore. That. He, I have a one, feeling I, he fucking $1 it. I $1 it. God damn it. George Sakai's net worth is $12 million. Fuck off, Cross. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking Cross. And I'm completely guessing on all these. I love my people. I want to thank the Academy. Damn it. <laughs> if there's one person I don't want to win this game, it's Mike Cross. You son of a bitch. Because he wins every time. I know, and I lose every time. <laughs> I went on a losing streak for a while, but at the front end of this, I was really hot, and then I got cold, and now I'm back, apparently. Mike finished with five, thanks to two double nickels. Uh, and then... Jesus. Love it. F- fucking... Uh, me and uh, Michelle tied for second with one each, and Ruff got the goose egg. But that's all right. Cross cock blocked me on Takai. I had that I, shit. I did cock block you on that. I'm sorry. I did. You're either first I, or last. I, had, I was. That's right. You're yeah. standing around or you're laying around? If you're breathing, you're a genius. Smile, <laughs> bitch. Smile, bitch. Come on. I'm going to download this song when we get off the phone. I'm going to pin you a link right now. You people. Rough, get ready to love and hate your life because of that song. Oh, I can imagine. Can't be worse than Get walking down my street. I can never stop texting you with lines from it. <laughs> Smile, bitch. I am, I'm, I'm the random texter on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Duval and Ball Greasy. Ball Greasy. Michelle loves Ball Greasy. Hold on. Let, let, give me a second here and we'll, we'll throw this. Hang on, we gotta roll through an ad real quick. Hold on. Huge bonuses. Sean Caston cannot be trusted, folks. All right. Let me get to the meat of it. Ralph, can you hear this? Yes, unfortunately. No, no, it gets better. Get to the good part. If there is such a thing. Oh, it's buffering. There you go. Smile, bitch. Smile, bitch. Oh, my God. 
We can't say the N word ever. Ever. No one's saying it. We're just listening to it. Come on! If you breathe in, you cheat. What the fuck you be wildin' for? Oh my god. Ludicrous. Absolute genius. Ladies and gentlemen, let's call this a podcast and uh, wrap it up. And we'll just do one tonight, but the hope is in the future we can record, I don't know, an hour and a half or something and get two two in the hand. So and uh we'll see what happens. But uh tonight we're out early because Mike has a, an important call to make or whatever he's gonna do. I have to go pick up a sixth grader from volleyball practice. Smile, bitch. Uh, tell him to start walking. Sound like a Catholic priest. Hello. Hello. Catholic Hello. school, so you never know. All right, guys. Enjoy. Good pod. All right. Smile, bitch. Peace. I'm living my best life. Ain't going back and forth with you niggas. I'm living my best life. To be smiling for. So, what the fuck you be wildin' for? Come on, I get my grin on. I'm smiling, bitch, cause I always get my win on. I've been on so many different stages. Graced a cover of a hundred magazine pages. Made people smile everywhere that I went. I even put it on the first black president. It's evident I'm hot as a crock pot. With a big ass smile like Mr. Hot Spot. You got a lot to be smiling for. So what the fuck you be wildin' for? If you're breathing, you achieving. We having fun this evening, believe it. Up in the air and show a hater you don't even much care. Uh-huh. We finna get another bag this year. Uh-huh. My ex bitch, you can have that there. Hey, uh-huh. this year bad vibes get cut off. Uh-huh. More trips, new chicks with no draws. Uh-huh. More drinks, more smoking, more cars. Uh-huh. More shows with Duval and Snoop Dogg. Uh-huh. Look, I ain't tryna throw no shade, cause I can't see them in my lane. As long as my rent getting paid, I can care less what a bitch think, huh? You in the club every night with no job. Eating good off your food stamp card. You made a killing last year, all fraud. If you know you ain't going to work tomorrow, I'm living my best life. Smile, bitch. to be smiling.
you're breathing, you achieving. We having fun this evening, believe it. 